If there's one thing you can do today to improve your store, it's to do an audit of your FAQs page. Don't have one? Congratulations, your audit is complete. Now it's time to create your FAQs. This week on the podcast, we're talking about why you need an FAQ page, what questions you ask, and how to craft your answers. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Hey, Kelly. How can I get to know my customers better? By using Octane AI's new Shopify quiz, you can easily create beautiful quizzes to learn more about your customers and help them find products you know they'll love. What kind of results can I expect from building a quiz? You'll see increases in your conversions and average order value, growth in your marketing lists, and higher engagement on your marketing campaigns by using the personalization data you're collecting. And the results are profound. Brands on Shopify with a Shopify quiz have collected 16 times more emails and discovered segments of customers with a 75% higher AOV than the average customer. That's so rad. Yeah, plus Octane AI passes the quiz responses into the marketing tools you already use, like Klaviyo and Privy. You'll also get to use this personalization data with Octane AI's powerful Facebook Messenger and SMS automations. Where can I learn more? Visit octaneai.com quiz to learn more and request an invite for early access. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm phenomenal. How are you? I'm good. Did you get into anything fun this past weekend? Alas, I did not. No, I can't say that I got into anything fun this past. I made a food. Ooh. Someone called me out for like getting all of this rad cookware and not using it, which is was an accurate call out. So I have been cooking more. Nice. Yeah. I also, well, no, I'm not cooking more. I'm literally just cooking all the time. I'm just <laughs> it's the same thing. It's 2020. I'm just cooking. I was getting so, delivery, but uh, like, like, you know, methodology or something in that vein delivered and then everyone ate in the house and everyone was happy. And then it was, I was like, you know, I, I can actually cook food. I forgot. I've been cooking since the beginning of the pandemic. We have not gotten takeout or delivery at all. It's been a lot of cooking. And Kelly, tell me, um, what's your favorite food to cook? <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghetti. I, we eat a lot of spaghetti. And the nice thing is it's not like I'm like, hey, Daniel, we're having spaghetti again. It's more like, what do you want for dinner? How about spaghetti? Oh, okay. So we're very much on the same page about it. That's the best case scenario. I feel like in my house, it's like, what are you making today? I'm like, oh, uh, for spaghetti. Mm. And I'm like, how about lasagna? Mm. And I'm like, how about chicken tikka masala? I guess that's fine. I'm like, really? Really? This is, a, this, are we this picky? I, I, you know what? I should do. I should just stop asking anyone's yep. opinion. <laughs> just make it. Yep. Just Daniel's parents had this thing where, well, she was making dinner and that's what, what it is. And then if, they're not eating that, it's yo-yo. It's you're on your own. Oh, that's a great idea. Right? Like, go love it. Go find something. That's yep. what I do for lunch with my daughter. 
She's like, what should I have to eat? I'm like, ah, oh, no, the kitchen is, is available to you. <laughs> Go eat the kitchen. Make a sandwich or something. Have fun. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so today we're talking about FAQs, frequently asked questions. What's your most frequently asked question? Why? <laughs> Not usually appearing on websites, but it is definitely <laughs> the question I ask most often. I, my personal favorite question to ask is, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so... Question you want your merchants to be asking themselves when they get to your store. That is not optimal. So if why they're do- asking what is happening, then let's start with doing a teardown. Yes. And, and do a little audit of your website. So let's say you don't have an FAQ page. Or heck, even if you do, why do you need a why do you need one first? Second, why do you need a good one? So first off, your question your questions. Your <laughs> I'll get words out. Here we go. Your customers have questions and they want answers. So your frequently asked questions page is going to give your customers the answers that they're looking for. It could really make or break the purchasing experience. Like they could abandon their cart because they don't have answers to specific questions. Like, is this going to fit me? Or am I going to be allergic to something that's in this product? Yes. Yes. I was trying to buy something the other day, uh, and I couldn't figure out if there was gluten in it. There was just, so you don't order it. So I didn't order it. And the whole time I was like, man, I really want to try this out. Is there gluten in it? And I and I obviously didn't end up checking out. So I was a customer who wanted an answer, and there wasn't an answer served to me. Now, two things could have happened there. One, I bounced, right? So I did bounce off the page. That's one thing that could happen. Two, I could email customer support. Which then creates yep. customer support debt. Yep. Which And that's another question that your <laughs> your team is gonna to have to answer that could have been answered with a question or just to get an FAQ on the website. If I have found, and granted I'm coming from the software perspective, that if we get the same question more than twice, we just write a support doc for it. We just Absolutely. include it in the FAQs. Would you advocate for consumer goods? that everybody and merchants that they do the same absolutely yeah i mean if you're you you want to use your most common customer support requests to determine which questions to add in the first place you have your customer support inquiries coming in see what's being asked take those questions answer them on your website yeah so the content writes itself because someone exactly someone emailed you and you answered them done someone you you (laughs) theoretically responded to their email i hope (laughs) So you've got this database of questions that are literally ready to go, uh, and and you just have to basically format it on your website. Nice and easy. So, and, and they're written from the viewpoint of the customer. That is the goal. So that's a really important distinction to make. And it seems like a weird thing, but it does really add to the customer experience. Take this question, for example. When will my order ship? That's the question that the customer is asking. They're not asking when are your orders shipping? Or when are our orders shipping? When do our orders ship? Like, they're, it, it, take it from the viewpoint of the customer. What are they asking you? My item arrived damaged. What can I do? I ordered the wrong size. Can I exchange it for a different size? 
Do you accept returns? These are the types of questions that this is the way you need to really format the question that you're actually writing out on the page. And I can tell you that when will my ordership question is asked a lot. And the reason why I know this is because I have an app called Order Lookup. And this isn't a plug for the app, but we are currently it is tracking. Now. <laughs> it is now, apparently. We are currently tracking 28 million orders. That's a lot of orders. It's a lot of orders. I can't count orders. that high. I cannot count that high. But what's important to know is that means there's so many people looking up their order every day because they want to know when will my order ship has it shipped yet they want to know that answer they they're not if you don't serve them that answer they are searching for that answer this is actually a a a bit of a diversion from talking faqs but this specific question is actually something that you can answer directly on your shipping rates at checkout because you can you name your shipping rates. So say ships in five to six days, delivers in one to two business days, whatever it is. You can put on there or like plus five days for processing, whatever processing however long times. It takes. At, make sure you add your processing times. Exactly. If you're on Shopify Plus, you can actually edit the checkout to include a note above the ship the shipping options saying please note that our orders take three to five days to prepare to ship. So Definitely recommend having that information front and center. Would you put it in both places, both in the FAQ and in the checkout? Absolutely. Yeah. I would also put it on the product page. Oh, yeah. I you do, uh, Something like that that can turn a good experience into a negative experience, you want to get ahead of and, and really set expectations. And, and that's a, a crucial part of having a great customer experience is setting expectations and then meeting the expectations or actually exceeding the expectations. Exceeding them. Exactly. So yeah, so answering the questions directly on the FAQs page. This is important because it seems like, well, can I return the item? Yeah, read our returns policy. Not really helpful. No. So I would recommend actually answering like a shortened version of, yes, our return window is 14 days and excludes, I don't know, specific items. Or we unfortunately cannot accept returns because our items are custom print on demand. Whatever the reason is. And then you can still include a link to your returns policy or your shipping policy or whatever you know the question is relevant for. Now, would you put a size guide in there? Yes. First off, if you're selling apparel or anything that requires buying a specific size, please make sure you have a size guide on the product page. Oh, yes. Customers should not have to leave the product page to get that information. If you have to, you know, if you if you need to do heavier theme customization and it's not built into your theme and you need to put that size guide somewhere, put it on the FAQs page or on its own page and link to it. Maybe open it up in a new tab so it's not distracting people from shopping. The The, the goal here is to get your customers the information that they need so they can make an, uh, an educated decision on placing an order and choosing what they want to buy without distracting them from the buyer process, the buyer journey. You talk about the buyer journey a lot. I do. For those of us who may not be familiar with that, I know... Explain it more. Explain it more. So the buyer journey is where your customers come into your website and where they leave their web- leave the website. Ideally, they're leaving on that order confirmation page. 
where they come in depends on the source. So if they're you know finding your homepage via Google or they're just typing it in, but the buyer journey starts on the homepage. A lot of people run Facebook ads specific to collections or specific to product pages. So that might be where they start the buyer journey. But the whole idea of the buyer journey is that you're going from homepage to collection to product page to cart to checkout and you're progressing through the checkout. So it's basically going through the entire purchasing process. Is it always in that specific order? No, of course, it really depends on how your site is set up. But overall, that is what the buyer journey is. Something that's important to note, too, if you're sitting there being like, eh, this, this seems like a lot of work when it comes to building out this robust FAQ, like are, in my buyer journey, are people really going to go there? And I will tell you when I was consulting, and I still see it now, that the site links, which are the, when, when you're on Google and there's like the blue link, which is the title, and there's a meta description underneath, and then there's the, the little ones under that, right? Which you, ha- you only get by traffic. Google just kind of gifts those to you. Uh, you, can't, you can't get them any other way. So kind. They, FAQ is often on there. And that that's, should be a cue to you. If you are a merchant and FAQ... Uh-huh, a cue. Uh-huh. Yeah, it should be a cue. Or if returns is on there, that means it's something people are asking about a lot. And that's not saying that's bad, but it's saying that you need to serve an answer because people have a high possibility of coming through if they're searching for your brand name to your through your FAQ page. So make sure your exactly. FAQ page looks good sounds good and is on brand. Yes, it 100%. And that's why it's important to stress that your buyer journey is not just those purchasing pages. Your about us page could be involved in there. Your contact page could be in there. If you have like a quiz or, or some some intermediate stage to help people figure out what it is that they're looking for, that's going to be part of your buyer journey. It's going to vary from merchant to merchant. So when you're writing the FAQs, Are we writing a novel here? Are we writing succinctly? Are we something in between? So you know when you're looking for a recipe, something to make, you're like, I want to make some kind of baked chicken or I want to make some kind of taco meal in an instant pot. Yeah. So you Google it and you land on a website and it's like, the leaves are starting to change color and (laughs) I took my dog George for a walk. Don't do this. Don't do it. It's terrible enough to have to scroll past that for like five minutes to get to the actual recipe on a website. Your FAQs should not be a blog. They should just be, what shoe size do I need to order? Here's the size guide. Not, our shoes are crafted with the finest leather. Yeah. I mean, there's a place for that, but it's not that that question. And I will also say it's important, and this goes across your whole site, but especially for your FAQs, make sure to keep the reading level at a place that is accessible to everybody. So I recommend fourth to sixth grade reading level, and I use the Hemingway app to make sure that that I'm writing at that level. The other thing too is to remember people are coming, well, People may be coming through mobile, they may be coming through desktop, but if they're coming through mobile, what looks like a short paragraph is actually a really long paragraph on your mobile phone. So I call them micro paragraphs. So break up your copy kind of into, I don't know, one or two sentence micro paragraphs where it makes sense to have a little bit of a break or where you would take a breath if you were reading it, have a break right there. And I know it goes against everything you ever learned in school, but when it comes to the internet, the rules are different. And with that, 
we'll be back after a quick break. Kelly, I'm going to be really honest. I need to save time and make my marketing workflow more efficient. I don't want to continue to dump money into ads if they're not converting. Do you have any suggestions? As a matter of fact, I do. With JustUno, you can capture, segment, and retarget your website visitors, then personalize their shopping experience. Why spend hours on writing email copy when you're not customizing the buyer journey? Okay, I'm in, but does JustUno work with my marketing tools? Yes, JustUno integrates with email tools like Klaviyo and OmniSend, as well as SMS providers such as PostScript and SMSBump. You can even capture both email and phone in the same pop-up. I recommend the JustUno Plus plan. It gives you access to their AI component, which creates smart product recommendations based on things like most purchased and most viewed. You also get access to a JustUno strategist to assist with the game plan and technical support. Where can I learn more? Go to justuno.com T to sign up and get 20% off your plan for the first year. Again, that's J-U-S-T-U-N-O dot com slash T-E-A. Okay, so that actually leads us to another thing about writing style. Your FAQs, the answers to your questions, can still show some personality. They should follow the same brand voice and tone that you carry throughout your, your full web experience, both on the website, social media, and on email. So have a little fun when answering the customer's question. There's, there's, it doesn't have to be just straightforward, boring, this is not your terms and conditions page. You have one of those, right? Term, yeah, you should have a terms and conditions page. <laughs> Consult an attorney. Consult an attorney. We are not lawyers. We are not lawyers. So funnily, funnily enough, that's right, that's right. I actually just went to a page that I, I, I know has really snappy copy to say, oh, I, I want to pull an FAQ out of here. And I don't have an FAQ page. Oh, so I'm going to pull up another website and see if I can find one because I have some favorites. Oh, I don't see one on this website either. Uh-oh. We're fine. We should probably email them, I feel like. <laughs> hey, guys. Maybe I should just send them a list of questions and be like, here, I just created your FAQs page <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that didn't work out how I was expecting it. But you know what? Things, things don't work oh, out. Oh, they do have one. Oh, it's just good. in the footer. Oh, Got it. Okay. What does yours say? Okay, so I went to Jenny's Ice Creams because... Oh, of course you did. I love ice cream. Um, let's see. It doesn't look like they are... Okay, here's one. Um, I have a major nut allergy. Is Jenny's safe for me? Ooh, good question. Again, allergies, really important to yes. answer. How much alcohol is in flavors made with alcohol? Is a flavor with alcohol safe for my child to eat? It looks like the answer is, is a safe, is a flavor safe for a child to eat? There's like a paragraph before this, but I'm not reading it. Um, we leave that entirely up to each parent to decide. That sounds like there might be some alcohol still in that. <laughs> it's like 0.5%. <laughs> I'm reading into that answer. It's not nothing. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, they, I think Jenny's is an example of like, they're answering the questions, but it's a very different experience from their product descriptions. So they could have had more fun with fun with that. Like, you're the parent, you decide. You know, not just we'll let you decide. You know, just just have some fun with the writing. Right. 
I, I agree. You have to have that personality that goes through it. What's that sunglass company that everyone's raving about right now? Pit Viper. Pit Viper. I feel like they will have a killer FAQ page. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong twice. Oh, here we go. Under cranky people stuff, <laughs> there is the FAQ. It's in the footer. There's an FAQ page. They have a lot of personality. So this is funny. Why are you sold out? When is the next restock? We are very popular and very, very cool. We will be restocking. <laughs> we will be restocking in the fall. Uh, I didn't get an order confirmation slash tracking number. Many mail services think we are inappropriate. Check your spam folder. So there. I like this one. <laughs> With shipping specifics. I'm a big dumb idiot and I put in the wrong address. Help. <laughs> so we're going to link to this FAQs. If that doesn't work, they give it a, a, something to do. If that doesn't work, email us with your order number and an explanation for how you managed to screw up so bad. Yeah, this is this has a lot of personality in it. I'm, I'm glad we pulled this one up. Uh, if not for just the funnies for y'all to read at home. So I think this actually brings up another point because Pit Viper does this and a lot of, and Jenny's Ice Cream does the same thing, is they categorize their questions. Yeah. So it's not just, I mean, in the case of Pit Viper, they're actually, they just have like shipping specifics as a heading as you scroll halfway down. Not the best example, but like Jenny's Ice Creams, they have categories, top FAQs, company, events and catering, product info, shipping, and gifting. So you can find the specific questions you're looking for based on, you know, what categories instead of having to sift through an entire long list of questions. And and that just makes the, the buying experience that much that much faster and and that much better for your 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 clientele. You exactly. want people amped on your product. You don't want people irritated when they're buying. On their on their buyer's journey. You don't want to irritate the customer on their buyer journey. <laughs> you want to make them feel delighted and happy and not already upset before they get your product. That's not, that is suboptimal. That is not the goal here. Not the goal. So let's go through uh, some example questions of, I would say like the most popular FAQs that you should really be adding to your website. Sound good? That sounds perfect. We talked about one example already. When will my order ship? That's a really important question to ask, uh, to ask or answer rather. Uh, how long will it take for my order to arrive? I think it's also a good idea to add a section about the company. What makes you different? Why, you know, purchase from you, basically? So you think that should be um, on the FAQ? Should, now, you don't want to duplicate that content, though, on the About Us. So that's going to be its own little set of content. Maybe, like, mi microfy it. Micro exactly. <laughs> like the TLDR. Too long, didn't read. Answer the question, link to the About page. Yeah, like if you're a sustainable company and you've already, like, laid it out in great detail everywhere else, say it again for posterity's sake. In case people didn't get it the first few times, also that's great for Google because they're reading it again. Doesn't hurt. If you're selling items that often are like one-off creations or not going to go back in stock, explain that. Is there a waiting list for, for sold-out items? If there is, if you have like in-stock notifications available through like a back-in-stock app, mention that in there that you can sign up for, 
for restock notifications. If you don't, explain that each of your products are one of a kind and they will not be restocked once they're back in stock. I think that's a really good example. Oh, another really important one right now is COVID-19. Oh, yes. Are your operations affected by COVID-19? Answer that question. Has it impacted your shipping times, your processing, whatever it might be? Make sure that is very clear. I'm seeing a lot of merchants add that as their very first question right now. And setting that expectation, we we already talked about setting shipping expectations, but especially uh, around COVID-19, it's so important because the last thing you want to happen, have happen is uh, it take an extra 10 days and you weren't expecting it. I would hedge on the side of being ultra conservative in terms of uh, your shipping times. Yeah. Again, you want your item to be delivered sooner than expected as opposed to later than expected. Unsurprisingly, I ordered a bathing suit for my daughter the other day from JoLynn, and they have a huge banner up top that's like, hey, we've got COVID shipping delays. And I'm like, okay, I I totally get it. We'll we'll get the product when we get it. And I got it three days later. So there wasn't really a a shipping delay for me, but granted, they're based out of Southern California as well. But it was good that they set that expectation up front. They're like, there is a 7 to 10 day delay. FYI. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we near the holiday season. Oh, my you're gosh. You want to make sure what are your shipping or what are your, what are your order cutoff dates. If it varies by product, make sure that information is right on the product page, please. But you can have some general information like our custom prints uh, need to be purchased by December 1st to arrive in time for Christmas or, you know, whatever the answer is. But again, those those cutoff times, anything that's going to impact the holiday shopping season, you want to make sure you're answering all those questions. You can constantly change the, the content on your Epic Use page. I have a question because I've been hearing whispers of this. How- whispers. I have been hearing whispers in the uh, DTC community that shop shipping cutoffs this year are going to be very soon. They are. So I don't work for USPS. I don't work for FedEx. I don't, that's not my life. But there are already a ton of shipping issues. Yes. And this is for quote unquote normal shipping times during the year obviously covid has changed a lot of that because a lot of people are ordering as opposed to shopping in store but as the holiday shopping season picks up there are going to be more and more people shopping there are going to be more orders placed there's going to be a lot more mail in general so those the shipping times are going to increase the costs of shipping are going to increase as well i know this isn't the point of the episode but something i want to get your a hot take on possibly a spicy take on I like hot takes. I I love a hot take. Do you think Black Friday, Cyber Monday will get moved up this year? Oh, totally. It's like a marketing event, let's be honest. Obviously, it won't be the day after Thanksgiving, but I I really feel like we should be seeing Black Friday, Cyber Monday type sales or events in October, dare I say? Which is is next month, I just realized. (laughs) I think what's really going to start, I know October's next month, that's wild um i think what's really going to kick off the holiday shopping season and this sounds crazy but amazon prime week is the week of october 5th Ooh. it is the beginning of october now this was supposed to be back in july i think yeah and they, but they, they couldn't hang know, they couldn't hang exactly there was enough reasons. going on from from covid so 
this their sales season is going to significantly impact the sales strategies for merchants all throughout the holiday season. You also have big box brands like like Target. They're going to be closed on Thanksgiving, but they're going to be offering sales online. So now you're competing with these bigger box brands with these bigger ad spends on getting the attention of your customers. So I recommend creating a few different strategies for how you're going to be offering your sales and being ready to pivot if you need to pivot to market in a different way. There's also the fact that there's an election this year that is going to impact. You wouldn't think it would impact the holiday shopping season, but it is absolutely going to impact the season. It is going to impact uh, your customer communications, for one thing. If you haven't noticed already, people tend to be a little bit more tense at the moment just because they're tired of being inside. You add an election on top of that and you add we don't know what's going to happen as a result of the election there are a lot of unknowns that need to be addressed there's still a lot of people who are unemployed so many people who are who are still unemployed and it's critical to not forget about any of that we're, we're still I feel sometimes like e-commerce we we get to be in a little bit of a bubble because our industry was impacted uh, diff- differently Vastly differently. Vastly different than than the rest of um, society, basically. But, you know, for those of you who are manufacturers who had to close down operations, you know, I I, I don't want to say and be doom and gloom and and say expect another shutdown, but don't think it It couldn't happen happen and and plan for if it does. And and maybe that means eating it and over-manufacturing now. I don't, what are your thoughts on that, Kelly? Is that too doom and gloom? I, I, I'm trying to I'm honestly, trying to not be not. doom and gloom, and I try to be super positive, but I'm also a realist, and I and I want y'all who listen to us to be successful. I we at the tap room we decided to write a blog post about what to expect for Black Friday, Saturday, Monday. There are vastly different articles that are being published right now. There's yes. like this is going to be the most successful VFCM ever, and there's also everything is going to crash and burn and we won't have anything good happening in our lives. So we decided to um, put out a here's what's realistically going to happen. I mean, again, it is a prediction, but also here are some things you can do about it. I'll link to that blog post yeah. in the show notes. Um, I think that's going to help answer some questions, but really it's it's up to you. It's up to your financial situation for your business. If it, if over manufacturing now is going to stretch you thin, you don't want to right. find yourself in a situation where you're not able to pay your team, for example. Right. You have to keep your cash flow alive. So I have one final tip. Okay. To, to round out your FAQs page. And that is make the last question on your FAQs page what if my question didn't get answered here or something along those lines and you can use this as an option to link people to the contact us page so they can reach out to you they can reach out to you via email via phone via chat whatever your options are but basically being like there's not a dead end if they don't have an answer to their question so important also do not do not do the thing where you force the email client on the desktop to open to send an email. So don't do a mail to link. Am I alone in loathing this? Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, maybe not. I use mail to links all the time. Oh. It, it's 
I have mixed feelings about it. Okay. So I use I use Superhuman for my email. So do I. I just started because of you. That does open up on Chrome that I and I don't really appreciate it. <laughs> I also have <laughs> six email accounts connected to. Uh, superhuman at the moment and so it will start the email on the wrong email account oh I've done I've done that before this is this is my challenge with the mail to situation is like I'll send it from the wrong email it'll be chaos you might get an email from hello at commerce tea being like what is happening (laughs) literally your your most frequently asked question (laughs) what is happening (laughs) okay so Kelly and I have divergent opinions on this but that's okay we can still be friends. We can we can have a happy medium here. We can okay. say send an email to hello at mystore.com or click here to send an email. Take Boom. your pick. Take your pick. I love it. Pick your poison. Okay, well, as y'all know, we round out every episode with some store shout outs. Kelly, what is your store of the week? My store of the week. I can't remember if I actually called this one out in the past or not. But if I did already, well, they get doubled fun. Um, the store is 20 by 200. And they sell art that's like all like all different styles of like paintings and prints. And I've been trying to figure out what to put on my walls for a while. And they have such a really cool selection of art on here that's really fitting to anybody's taste. They have a really unique order process as well where you can like pick a custom frame for it. Um, I also built the website, so I'm a little <laughs> biased, but their FAQs page is actually a really good example of what to do for your FAQs. Yay, I love that. Okay, so. That's that's 20x200.com, and again, it'll be in the show notes too. 20x200. I'm going to check it out. So my Brilliant. store of the week is Topicals. It's mytopicals.com, and it is skincare specifically designed for women of color or people of color, and this is the copy. Okay, first of all, the website is absolutely freaking gorgeous. They use emojis where there should be emojis. I get the brand. I get the vibe, Uh, but there's also really powerful messaging here. Topicals is transforming the way you feel about skin, a science-backed skincare brand you don't have to hide. We belong by your side in the street in the pocket of your hoodie on your your way out to the best night of your life. You have um, folks in the bottom. There's like a, a social proof images. Just I love everything about this. Isn't this stunning? It's it's so stunning. And and there's a a mental health component to this. Uh, at the bottom of the page, it says Topicals is committed to raising awareness about the connection between skin health and mental health. Folks with skin conditions are two to six times more likely to experience anxiety and depression. Why? Because we're taught to aim for perfection when life and skin is fluid and messy AF. Love this store. Love can everything about this store. Can I be picky about it? Yo, of course you can be picky about it. They're FAQs. They I, answer a lot of questions. It's a little difficult to read. The it, italicized text is tough to read. It is. It is. We'll message them. <laughs> Rian giving unsolicited advice. Since I have a suggestion for your store. You didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> 
amazing. So uh, hopefully this was helpful. I didn't think we can do a full 30 minute episode on building an FAQs page, but we have reached the end of this episode. So hopefully you have some nice takeaways. And if you don't have an FAQs page, you are going to create one now. And if you do have an FAQs page, it's giving you some ideas of how to improve it. Oh, also, if you have like a really stunning FAQs page, email it to us. Hello at commerce.com. We would love to see it. We would love to promote it. And maybe Whatever feature it in a blog. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe so. All right. Until next week. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. And thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. You can subscribe to Commerce Tea on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Tuesday. So grab your mug and join us. See you next week. Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify App Store.